As a family, uh, we love to give to God. I just want to give you a heads up. We're going we're gonna to do the uh, tithes and offerings now. We can, uh, we can pass the boxes around. Um, I'm not going to motivate you today. I'm just going to say it's the time to give. And uh, if you have it on your heart to give to the Lord, give generously. Is that good? Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, I, I, uh, James, that is the most wonderful mustache I think I've ever seen. It's November. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, so as a family, uh, we are going to grow in the Lord. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to get to know each and every one of you much better. It's a lot easier with a smaller group of people, and that's going to be amazing. But I'd love to share with you something that I feel like the Lord put on my heart this morning. And uh, um, uh, we have uh, a new uh, uh, a gentleman serving on the audiovisual this morning. Uh, can we just put our hands together for Joe Harry? Joe, could you give us uh, uh, some scriptures to read, please? And we're going to start in Colossians chapter 1. Faith, I know you're actually doing it for him, but that's cool. Joe's just, Joe's just learning. I love the attitude. You got the mouse. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Joe's got the power. Okay. Um, and what I need is somebody who can read very, very well. Who, who, somebody with like a, a, a TV or radio presenter voice gift. <clears throat> come, Bronwyn. You, you're going to do it? Yeah, come. Come read for us. Yes. And Bron Bronwyn, I'd like you to read up until verse um, 14, please. This is the letter from Paul, chosen by God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and from our brother Timothy. It is written to God's holy people in the city of Colossae, who are faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. May God our Father give you grace and peace. We always pray for you and give thanks to the God of our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard that you trust in Jesus Christ, in Christ Jesus, and that you love all of God's people. You do this because you are looking forward to the joys of heaven, as you have been ever since you first heard of the truth of the good news. This same good news that came to you is going out to all over the world. It is changing lives everywhere, just as it changed yours that very first day you heard and understood the truth about God's great kindness to sinners. If Epaphras our much-loved co-worker, was one who brought you the good news. He is Christ's faithful servant, and he is helping us in your place. He is the one who told us about the great love for others that the Holy Spirit has given you. So we have continued praying for you ever since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you a complete understanding of what he wants you to do in your lives. And we ask God to make... To, when we ask God... Sorry... And we ask him to make you wise with spiritual wisdom. <laughs> then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And you will continually do good, kind things for others. All the while you learn to know God better and better. We also pray that you will be strengthened with his glorious power so that you will have all the patience and endurance you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father who has enabled you to share the inheritance that belongs to God's holy people, who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the one who rules in the kingdom of darkness, and he has brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. God has purchased our freedom with his blood and has forgiven all our sins. And the people said? Amen. Amen. Okay, I need one more reader, please. Eddie, I've never seen somebody shake his head so, with, with such short shakes in my life. It, it, it was going, <laughs> yes, come Janine. Are you going to read? Okay, no, there's lots to read. There's lots to read. 
Okay. No. Can I can I sit? Can you, there? Yes, you can sit. No, it's the word of God. You have Thank to stand. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, can you give us from verse 21, please? Faith, are you guys listening to me? Joe, explain Joe. Joe. Okay, from 22. That's right. Yes. Perfect. 21. Okay, 22. 22. Okay. Yet. Now he has brought you back as his friends. He has done this through his death on the cross in his own human body. As a result, he has brought you into the very presence of God, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand in it firmly. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world, and I, Paul, have been appointed by God to proclaim it. I am glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am complete, completing what remains of Christ suffering for his body, the church. God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming his message in all its fullness to you Gentiles. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to his own holy people. For it has pleased God to tell his people that the riches and the glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. For this is the secret. Christ lives in you, and this is your assurance that you will share in his glory. So everywhere we go, we tell everyone about Christ. We warn them that, and teach them with all the wisdom God has given us. For we want to present them to God, perfect in their relationship to Christ. I work very hard at this, as I depend on Christ's mighty power that works within me. Amen. That was great. Such good readers. Janine, we're going to give you a turn uh, 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 another time. Okay. So, the book of Colossians. I, I read the book this morning. And I thought I would like to share with you the message of the book of Colossians. Is that okay? It starts off by saying, I, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. It's, it says, a letter from Paul. It's a letter, and, and this is a sermon for you which will explain who we are as a people and what we're about and how we should live, okay? And he starts off by saying that I'm writing to God's holy people, and we as a congregation are called to be a holy people. What does it mean to be a holy people? A people with holes in. No. What does it mean to be a holy people? Set apart. Set apart means two things. We should be set apart from something and we should be set apart to something. What are we set apart to? To God. Well done, Leroy. And what should we set apart from? the world. Okay, good. Next, he says that we should be a family who believes something. That's what makes us unique, that we believe something. It's our faith. He says, I'm, I'm delighted to hear of your faith and your love and your hope. He speaks of those three things. Did you remember we, we read that? So, what sets us apart is that we believe something. Have you ever been to church for a while and then you kind of wonder, you know, why, why do I take this time on a Sunday? And, and why do I take this time on a Wednesday? And why do I live my life according to all these rules and regulations? And what are we really doing? We're living a certain way. We are investing our lives a certain way because we believe something. What do we believe? We believe in the good news, Janine. That's correct. 
And we should be a family that believes in Jesus Christ, that believes the Word of God, that it is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And we are followers of Jesus. We want to live like He did. We want to obey Him in everything. We want to love Him with all our hearts. But He then says, grace to you and peace to you from God. So we should be a family that not only believes something, but a family that is full of grace. What is grace? What does it mean to be a family that's full of grace? Joey, teach us about grace. One minute. Um, I, I'm on the spot a bit, but I just, I just know the acronym. I've learned it as a baby Christian, G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense. So That was beautiful. <laughs> what does it mean if, when he prays? He says, I pray that you would have grace and peace. What, what does it mean to have grace? How many of you woke up this morning with grace? All of us. We... We have grace. What does it mean to have grace? The unearned, unmerited favor of God. How do you know you've got grace? You're breathing. You're still here. And when you're no longer here, you're not there. You're there. That's part of the good news, is God has grace and mercy on us. It's part of what we believe about Christ, that he, God the Father, like Jenny's word, the Father is calling out to us, and He can see the cross of Christ when He looks at you. All of your past sins are forgotten. They are obliterated. And when you stand before Him, He counts no faults against you. Isn't that beautiful? Mercy, but more than that, grace. Not only does He show us mercy, but He gives us what we don't deserve. He has laid up for us a heaven that is coming which is the most glorious, wonderful, full of pleasure and joy and peace place you can imagine. In fact, it's beyond what you can imagine. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor heart imagined what God has prepared for those who have loved Him, who He has loved. Grace and peace. We should be a family full of peace. Not running around and worried and anxious. and We should be full of peace. Why should we be peaceful? Joey says, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> that was beautiful, Jay. That was my interpretation of your tongue. Why should we be peaceful? Because Jesus said he came to give us peace. Ah, okay, that's a good reason. If Jesus said it. Because our hope is not in this world. Okay, that's a good reason. I like that, Mark. Why else should we be peaceful? Because God is with us. His Spirit is in us. In Colossians it says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is the secret. We heard it. This is the secret. Christ lives in you. What do we have to fear if God is in us? Okay, so, so as a family... We believe something, we're full of peace, and we are full of joy and, and grace. We're a family that has faith. He said, I've heard of your faith and your love for all of God's people. Why do we love people? 
Is it, do we love people because they're just so lovable? Yes, because God first loved us. But, but why, do, why do we love people? Why, why, do I, why do I find people coming here on a Sunday early? Okay, early is now a relative thing. <laughs> but, for example, is Dan still here? There he is. Yeah, Dan is, is sleeping with his head on the desk there. Why? What time did you get here this morning, Dan? Half past six. Why so late? <laughs> I was expecting 5.30. Okay, okay, but now you got here at half past six, which means you must have had your quiet time at about four, right? Uh, why? Why would you do that? He says, because he's insane. <laughs> because he loves us. He loves us enough to get here early and stay until afternoon. Looking at a little desk with knobs on it. Putting cables together. Making sure we can hear. Why? Because it's love. He loves us. But why? We're a, we must be a family who love all people. We must be a family that, that, that reach out to each other. We must be a family that recognize the gift and the grace on each other. Right? We must be a family that make space for one another and room for one another, that care for each other. And he goes on and he says, a family of love because of the hope that we have. Now, Mark spoke about the hope. What is the hope that we have, Mark? Come and join us. You need to, you need to practice preaching. Yes. Okay, so I've, I actually read Colossians this week. <laughs> but the NIV, so I really struggled with this. Um, so, so the hope, it, it actually focused a lot on what's in front of us, what we don't have yet, our inheritance. That's the hope. That's where my hope rests. It's not resting in what, what's in front of me right now, but in what I don't actually have in my hands. And, uh, yeah. That was brilliant. That was exactly right. I have heard a lot of preachers, and they preach the um, prosperity gospel. If you come to Jesus and if you give him your little 10 cents, he will open the windows of heaven and bless you financially. And uh, he might. <laughs> he might. And he might not. The Apostle Paul says, I have become, I've learned to be content with whatever I have. Whether I have an abundance or whether I am hungry, I've learned to be content. Why? Why? Why be content? Because of what I actually do have, which isn't material, which isn't on this earth. It's the hope that I have. It's for what is coming. It is an inheritance that He has prepared beforehand for us. That's why we love. That's why we have joy when it's difficult. And we should be a family of hope. We have joy and expectancy knowing that that hope is coming. Okay. The next thing. He speaks about we, have, we are a family that have heard the good news. What is the good news? I, I've, I, Bronwyn is the only one who's preaching to me this morning. What's the good news? The Word of God, yes, it is. And what does it contain? The truth. What is the truth? Jesus is the truth, that's correct. What else more is the truth? Keep going. 
I'm waiting. I will continue to wait. I love waiting. I love, I love difficult spaces. Yes, He died for our sins. That is the good news. That is the truth that Jesus died for our sins. It's not good news unless you hear first the bad news. You know, if the doctor arrives at your house one day and says, Hello, Lucas. I'm like, Hello, doctor. I go to Dr. Monkeys. Yeah, he's never come to my house before. But, you know, hello, doctor. What are you doing here? I came to bring you this muti, this medicine. And he hands it to me. I'm going to be like, "Uh, uh, Thanks, I think. I mean, it's nice of you, but what is Valpre. <laughs> like, what? You got the right play? I'm not sure, you know. But if I went to Dr. Monkeys the day before, and I said, am I getting it wrong? Monkeys. I can't speak Afrikaans. <laughs> not... You know, when I was a little boy, um, I, 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 I grew up in, in Harare in Zimbabwe, and there was a, a wonderful Russian doctor there that we always used to go to. He was our family doctor. His name was Dr. Swanikov. <coughs> Dr. Swanikov. <coughs> <laughs> if I went to Dr. Mayinkis the previous day, and I said, uh, Doctor, you know, I've had this chest pain. I'm just using a relevant example, uh, you know, and, and, and my arm was sore, and, I, you know, and, 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 and I'm, I'm struggling to breathe, and I'm, you know, help me. And he says, you know what, you've got a heart condition, and actually you've probably got one or two days to live. There's really nothing we can do for you. But I might have something that would help you. And then he arrives at my door, and I'm like, is that the thing? Thank you so much. It's good news if I know what the bad news is. And the problem, family, that we have is the devil is so good at making us forget the bad news that we are no longer joyful about the good news. And so we should be a family that are full of joy because we continually remind ourselves of the state that we were in before the good news. What was that state? What was the state that you and I were all in? Joseph, yes, I see that hand. What was the state? I know you didn't raise your hand. I'm not blind. I just have a good imagination. What was the bad news, Joseph? Don't tell me you can't remember. Conroy, help him. Love him. No, no, come and tell us. Come, Conroy. Guys, do you know Conroy? Conroy is one of our leaders. Um, Just a state of um, condemnation, right? Uh, Just the realization that you actually deserve eternal separation from God, right? That was a point I found myself. It was the realization of bad news, which led me to craving good news, right? Yo. Conrad, you want to keep going? (laughs) We were condemned. We were finished. We had sinned. There was nothing that we could do to stand. There was no thing we could earn. There was no good work we could do. There was no price we could pay. We were condemned before God. Every single one of us, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's where we stood in our sin. But Christ, but God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him 
shall not perish, but have eternal life. We should be a family that has heard the good news. And he says, I've heard that the good news has gone out amongst you and that it's bearing fruit everywhere. The fruit of changed lives. Okay? Woo! Can you feel that? The Holy Spirit is here. The fruit of changed lives. Do you feel like giving some testimony? Anton? Come. Yes, uh, well, the Lord's changed my life. I should actually let my wife speak. She can tell you all the bad stuff. Um, I was, no, 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 in a good way, Boki, sorry. Um, no, I just, if, if you think of how the Lord changes, uh, I, I, sh I would have most probably been dead by now with the type of violence that I was involved in and um, just the life that I lived. Um, I was violent. I had so much hate in my heart. And um, Annalene said, the Lord changed me from a lion to a lamb, um, where I would cry when my boy tells me that he loves me. And um, it's just absolutely, the Lord breaks it. He, he, he makes all things new. Um, and that is the hope that we have. He comes and he restores what we do not deserve. Um, I deserve death, absolutely. If I had to pay... For all of my sin, I would have been in jail for three times already um, and dead, most probably. But the Lord came and he saved me by his grace. And today I have a family of three boys, beautiful wife, um, and all of you, which is absolutely amazing. Who else would like to share how the Lord has changed your life? Ed. Sorry, Bronwyn. He was right behind you when I nodded. Um, so my life looked pretty good um, in my BC days. I was an avid cyclist. I worked well. I played with my kids. But what people didn't see was my marriage was shot. It was, um, there was nothing left in my marriage. I used to, Fridays was the worst day of my life, my, my week. I'd come home, I'd dread Fridays, because it would be a, week, a weekend of time with my wife. I knew somewhere along the line there'd be a, you know, I, I didn't like conflict, so a little bit, the, the slightest bit of conflict really, it hurt me, it, you know, it was difficult, and I hated it. Um, and I can tell you, I, I now have the most incredible marriage. I, I, I can't explain how, how, how amazing it is. Um, it's, it's an incredible blessing I have. I have, a, I have a wonderful kids and I, I, I have an incredible family. Uh, I'm just completely blessed. Well done, Ed. Well done. Um, this family is a family whose lives are busy changing. And as soon as your life is stopped changing for a while, reach out to somebody. My life is changing. The last two weeks I've learned so much about Jesus and his way and his pace and his schedule for me and his grace and his kindness and his rhythms of life. And I, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning from those around me. I'm learning. I, I'm being taught 
by those who are leading me. I'm being guided. I'm being taken to die regularly. Against my preferences, my life is changing. I'm submitted. I'm happy submitted to the leaders over me. Is your life changing? If it's stopped changing for a while, reach out for a tweak. Lives changing because of the good news, because of having heard and understood the good news, the good news of God's wonderful grace. So, how should we live as a family? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw it to the middle. How should we live? One of the ladies there kind of checked, seemed like hoping that I was going to say I'm drawing it to an end. Number one, keep believing. Keep believing. How many of you have struggled to keep believing? If you're like me, you struggle to keep believing. Why? Why do we struggle to keep believing? Any ideas? We take our eyes off Jesus. We get distracted. Anyone else get distracted? Squirrel? <laughs> you get distracted. Yeah. We get distracted by the world. We get distracted by our worries. We get distracted by the, the pride of life, by, by the things in the world. We get distracted. And Colossians says, fix your eyes on the things that are above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Fix your eyes. Keep believing. Don't stop. Paul says, I'm glad that I can share or participate in the sufferings of Christ. Do you know Christ suffered? I just took a screenshot. Now I'm deleting it. Christ suffered. But Paul says, I'm filling up the, the sufferings of Christ. What does that mean? Did Christ not suffer enough? Somehow, in the wisdom of God, part of this family is to suffer with Christ, to join in the sufferings of Christ. The Bible says in the book of Romans that He has set apart glory for us and that we will share in His glory if indeed we also share in His suffering. So keep believing and keep running towards suffering. That's the second thing. Tanya, don't need to cry. Keep suffering. As a family, we should expect to suffer. And if you're already suffering, well done. Suffer some more. The more you suffer, the more glory. You know those who were martyred? The book of Hebrews says they counted it greater glory to be martyred for Christ. On that day, on the great white throne judgment day, Jesus will call the martyrs. Those are, those are the ones with the, the special stripes on their arm. It doesn't actually say special stripes. Paul says, I counted the joy to suffer and to serve the church by preaching the whole gospel to you. Every one of us are called to serve the family. I don't know if you've ever been to my home for lunch. My wife serves the family constantly. From the moment she wakes up, 
Usually, till almost the moment she goes to bed, my wife is serving the family in some way. She's amazing. And sometimes we go home for lunch, and everybody goes and takes a seat, and Annie brings the lunch that she has prepared and cooked beforehand and sets it before everyone. And, and then she even gets the spoon and puts it in the plates for everyone. And Mom, I want more this. Yeah. That's not we, what we're called to as a family. We're called to all be, what can I do next? How can I, can I set the table? Can I get the, what about, can I pour the drink? Can I? All of us, and the beautiful thing about us as a congregation is most of you are already serving beautifully. This isn't a rebuke, it's just a reminder that we are here to believe, to keep believing, to suffer and keep suffering, to serve and keep serving. The next thing is that we should be telling others. The Apostle Paul says, that's why I make it my mission to tell everyone the gospel. Everyone. It says, warn others, teach others with all the wisdom God has given you. How many of you know that no one can touch the people you can? No one can reach the people you can. Remind me your name, please. Tembi, who invited you? Sia. Tiesa invited you. Why? Why was it her? Why wasn't it Ricky? Because you've not met Ricky before. Where did you guys meet? Soccer mums. Awesome. And, and, uh, okay. Can you see how amazing this picture is? This is exactly what we're talking about. Because I'm a soccer dad, but probably I'm at a different foot so soccer club. Where are you guys? Hellenic. Hellenic. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Hellenic's better than our team. I think they're actually the best in the whole Western Cape. Okay, well, let's find another example because now... <laughs> every... The Apostle Paul says, make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. It means when you go to pick and pay and you're there, look around. Don't be like, you know, focused on the shopping Okay. And then, to finish, he says, we're a family that, that puts off and puts on. We're a family that takes off and puts on certain things. Can I have my cap, please, my sweetie? Thank you. So, when I came in here, in, into the venue, I don't wear a cap because it's cool. I wear a cap because if I don't, and I stand in the sun, <laughs> it's a big problem. So I get burnt, okay, because I have no hair up there. That's the reason why I wear a cap. And when I come inside from the sun, I took my cap off because I don't need it anymore, because I'm in a different environment. Thank you, Gavin. Yeah. Adding value. It's true. I love it when you finish my sentences. That's what lovers do. Huh? I love you, Gavin. I'm in a different environment, and the Bible says... That he has transformed us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And so it's like when I come into the church, I'm now able to take my cap off. And he says, put off 
the old, the sinful earthly things, the worldly ways, the worldly thinking, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, idolatry, anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, dirty language, don't lie to one another, all these things. Put them off. Take them off. And, and you know what they like? They like Klingons. <coughs> I don't even know what a Klingon is. What's that, Janine? St Star Trek. I've not watched it. What's that, Darren? <coughs> Klingon, Star Trek. Okay. I don't know what I'm telling you about. I'm thinking about things that cling on. I don't know what those Klingons do, okay? But sometimes you have to, you have to get them off, okay? So, uh, Josh to James, you guys are all Klingons, okay? Cling on to me. Yes. Okay, so, okay, and, and so, <coughs> okay? So here we have, we have uh, lust and... <laughs> and and greed and and uh, and sinful thoughts and desires and and it says when you come to Christ this is what you look like I can tell you they're clinging on tight <laughs> I I didn't say hang on I said cling on but that's okay I can carry you for now but but that's what they do. They hang on as well, right? And we, but it says, but now Christ has come. So put them off, okay? Now, I'm going to try, guys. Um, I, I don't want to fight with you. I, w I want to succeed, okay? Just, yeah, okay, uh, okay. So, so. Okay, okay, that's what it, wait, 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 wait. You are Klingons. Okay, and so what happens is I walk free for a while, you know, and then <laughs> I want to win, I want to win. I, I say that because I know I'll lose if they, yeah, look at them, yeah. Thank you guys, that was awesome. We have to, we have to put them off, we have to throw them away, we have to. Be, but they come back. And so as a family, we should be aware of Klingons. And we should say, Joey, let me help you. I see that you have a particular Klingon that's with you all the time. I see she's, I see she's back again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's totally different. It's totally different. Yeah, you can have that Klingon. But I need to come to him and say, Joey, you obviously can't see. You've got this thing on your back. And he's like, no, I, I dealt with that. No, 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 let me help you. Look, and, and, and you, thanks. Does that make sense? We can't do it on our own. We need each other. And so as a family, we keep believing. We keep suffering. We keep persevering. We keep telling others. And we put off certain things. And then we put on the new nature, like Anton was describing. I want to testify about Anton and Anneline, about the changed lives. You, are, you guys are an example for all the believers in how you live. Your home is never empty. You are so generous. You're always leading people, always serving people, always. And I could, I could speak about many of us in the same way. Examples of the glory of God and the grace of God and the kindness of God. Does that make sense? You have put on a new nature. being renewed every day into the image of Jesus so that we know him better. You know, in order to do that, we need to look at him. We need to spend time in his word because the world wants to keep us the same way we were before. But, but what we do is we expose ourselves to light. 
We expose ourselves. And, and as we expose ourselves to Jesus, as we spend time with Him every morning, as we learn about this rhythm of waking up and going to Him first, the whole world is trying to... Has anybody ever tried to have a quiet time regularly? Did you find it easy? No, because all of hell is trying to stop you becoming like Christ. But you need to put it on. How many of you, when you, you've had a shower, you know, you, you've gotten yourself dry, um, you just walk out like that? It would be terrifying. Well, you don't. You put on something first, right? In the same way, we can't just go about with the old nature. We need to put on Christ, which requires effort. It requires effort. And the problem is that we often go to the effort, and we go to the effort, and we choose a nice shirt, and tomorrow we choose a nice shirt, and we choose a nice shirt, and we do. Why am I going to all this effort? And we forget about why we have to make the effort of putting on a nice shirt because we forget what we're believing. And that's why he says, I want to remind you that you believed some good news. Oh, yes, that's why I put on Christ. That's why I'm gentle and kind and tender-hearted and loving and patient and full of grace and mercy towards others. That's why I don't go to the shops just for the food. I go to find somebody to tell, to bring to church with me. That's why I can accept Hellenic supporters. Because of love. Okay. That's it. Welcome to the new family. Welcome to the new congregation. This next season is not going to be about one or two people serving at the table and everyone else sitting. It's going to be about every single one of us. <coughs> if a dad or a mom comes to you and says, hey, can you help with the tea? Can you help with the... It's because that's who we are as a family. Everyone involved. Can we pray? The first thing I want to do, I know that there's one or two people here who have either never yet believed or have forgotten why you were believing or forgotten what you were believing. And I want to pray with you. I want to pray that the Holy Spirit will fill you again, that you would be full of faith, that you would remember the good news. You would remember the call of God upon your life, that you would be able to strip off everything that, that hinders the sin and the, the things that so easily entangle the Klingons, and you would be able to put on Christ again. If you know that you've backslidden from the Lord, if you know that, that you need to believe again today and you want to pray with me, would you just put up your hand, please, so I can pray with you? Don't be shy. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Who else? Come. Well done. Awesome. Awesome. I want to pray for one or two. Yes. Well done. Well done. I love that. Who else needs to pray with me today? Who else? I've seen your hand. Thank you so much. Who else? Okay. If you put up your hand, please would you come to the front. Everybody is going to give you a big round of applause and welcome. Come. Come. Sir. While everyone's coming to the front, I was just sitting and I was reminded of that scripture where it speaks about putting on Christ's nature, like putting on new clothes. And how many of us, I know my wife is included in this, loves to buy something new. And ladies, a new dress, the guys, a new shirt. There's just something about putting on something that's new that just, it just feels so good. And I felt like the Lord is he's saying to us this morning, that's how he's wanting us to feel about him, his, his nature. It just feels so good. Um, can I ask for a whole lot of ladies to come and pray with us here? Um, 
come and lay hands on these ladies. You guys can all gather together. They all love you, and they, we're going to pray together. Yo, I love this. This is what I'm talking about. There's power right there. Lay hands. I'm going to pray. And then I want you guys to pray with, with the ladies. Um, is there a man here that needs to recommit his life to Jesus this morning? I just feel it. There's somebody here, a man, and you just didn't put up your hand yet. I want to give you that opportunity. Anyone? No pressure. But I'm going to keep waiting. Until three, if need, needs be. Until somebody just puts up that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Is there anyone? I really want to just give you an opportunity. Okay, lacquer. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for these ladies. Thank you that you brought them into your home, to your family this morning. Thank you that you love them, Lord. Lord Jesus, I pray that this morning you would fill them with your spirit. That you would forgive them all their sins. That you would cleanse them. That they would be, like Paul described, those of us who are forgiven of all our sins. No fault as they stand before you. And I pray that you would fill them with Christ. Make them to be new women in you, Lord. The old is gone, the new has come. I pray that you would fill them with an ability to believe the truth. And I pray that their lives would be changed. In Jesus' name. Amen.